Hello, everybody, and welcome to Showhoppers Lost Season 6, Episode 7, Dr. Linus. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Hello there. Now, see, why did you say hello there? I was expecting a razzle freaking. I know, but I just did razzle freaking dazzle last week, and I was like, I can't. But they mentioned them. I know they mentioned them, but they're not in it, so no. But their diamonds are. I know. (laughs) I should have done. Here. Let's try it again. Ready? Well, <laughs> I think you're a little out of order. Razzle freaking dazzle. Well, now what are you going to do next week? Are you going to use what you're going to use? Like no. this episode? Or are you going to use? No. The next. I, I did them both. You got them both. <laughs> they both count. Oh, yep. Okay. They both count. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you, listener. <laughs> for thank you. Yeah. Or listeners, if you're more than one of you is listening. I'm sure we more personal. All right, Mr. Sal. <laughs> let's go look at our what well, me and michelle rated this episode spoiler edition which isn't spoilers stay tuned rating so normally we guess each other's ratings however for the sake of transparency i will i will reveal the fact which might be a shocker to some listeners but me and Mr. Sal do talk outside of the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Mr. Sal has told me that. Are you all right with me revealing this, Mr. Sal? Yeah, go for it. Like I imagined you were. I figured I'd ask. That. Um, what's it? <laughs> this episode sucked one out of ten. <laughs> now, normally we don't talk to each other about episodes because it's harder to you know discuss things and actually guess things. If you know, we do stuff like that. So, I believe I called it an abomination when we first got on here. <laughs> you did, you did, you did. You're not an abomination. So he told me all that. He never really does that to me. We don't. We we never. I'm trying to really think if we ever. Can you think of a notable time where we talked about things? I mean, when we were reading the Watchmen comics, but that was for a one-off podcast. We did chat about the comics while we were reading it. That's there. true. Um, especially earlier on before we realized we were going to do a preview episode. <laughs> right. We were, because then I was reading it and blah, blah, blah. But uh, besides that, I think for the most part, we're, we're pretty good about not yeah. throwing it out there. Oh, these are opinions of it. We might comment on like something in the episode. But yeah, we, right. we try to keep up like, the discussion for the. Like, pay attention. Like, I the, the one time I told you that. The there was a lost episode that introduced my favorite concept ever in Lost. Yes, you're right. You did tell me yes, going into mm-hmm. it, and then that yeah, Saeed's idea, which we talked about last episode. Of, mm-hmm. If you're good at something, someone will always keep pushing you to keep you know doing it, and not to change. So mm-hmm. that being said, so I'm coming to this with this this notion that he says this episode sucks. Now, obviously, we don't normally talk about it. I think that this is a red herring. Although, are you trying to bluff me? <laughs> like that is like a double bluff. Is it a here's, double bluff? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I think the Ben stuff on the island. I think you're all like you like it. You like Miles. You're into that stuff. So that you like. That's that's pretty good. That might be your favorite part. The Jack Hurley and Elbert stuff. I think you like it. It's not very much of the episode, and for what it is, I think you enjoy it. It's like three scenes maybe. So. I think I think you're into that as well. The biggest question mark to me is the alternate stuff. Doctor Linus, Doc, good old Doc Linus. Yeah, right. And chemistry teacher Ernst. You know, I, I think uh, he's not a chemistry teacher. Come on, man. Is he biology? What is it? Yeah, he's biology yeah, teacher. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That would be formaldehyde <laughs> more than <laughs> than you do. Uh, the the question that arises is how do you feel about this as a teacher yourself do you look at this with you know like oh unrealistic or contempt jealousy jealousy the, maybe you wish you were half a teacher dr linus was <laughs> or maybe you look at it with reverence or just yeah just respect or it perfectly simulates what you do in your day-to-day teaching life. I don't know. But I don't think you think this episode sucked. So I think you gave it 9 out of 10. Okay. Now, I take it back. 
you loved this stuff. You gave it a 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, and I think you gave it a 10 out of 10. I think you loved everything about it. I, think I, you, did. Yeah. I did. I'll be right <laughs> honest. I did. <laughs> I did go to 10. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you want to talk about it before I reveal mine or no? I'm really curious what you gave us. I actually really want to know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll well, tell you what I want to know. Well, you, you, you almost had me exactly right. Um, but I, I, because right before you switched to a 10, you had me exactly right. Oh, it was nine. It was, it was nine for exactly those reasons. And the school stuff drove me crazy. Yeah. I, I thought, <laughs> I actually loved it. I thought the school stuff was really cute. It, it was terrible. I enjoyed seeing the school stuff. I enjoyed seeing it so if, much. If I the rest so of fun. the stuff wasn't so good, I would have given it like a seven. It was so bad. I loved the school stuff. I'm, I'm on the exact opposite direction. Do I think it's realistic? <laughs> Not in the slide. No. But do, I think, but do I think it's fun as hell? Yeah, I do. It, <laughs> could it plausibly happen? Yeah, it could happen. Like, no, I don't think. Listen, I'll tell you right now, right? Me and Mr. Sal both work at a school. I don't see this really happening. No, realistically, this is this is not this does not happen at a school. (laughs) But it makes for some good drama, and it's like I I like it. I'm so I'm so critical of entertainment that's set in schools. It's like it's so hard for them to get it in that sweet spot where I actually think it's like worth showing because yeah you don't want it just being super realistic and boring right no offense no fine (laughs) but yeah i mean i I would agree that this is a bit whimsical (laughs) and the idea that like a teacher can just go and become a principal Uh, that's that's like (laughs) Like, that's the point like you go for now i don't know know i feel different now and if it's a private school it might be different but and for, op- but it's a board of education. I'm operating under the assumption this is a public school. Yeah. And you'll know better than I do. And so tell me. But I know in you know New York where we live, you can't just become a principal. No, you, you can't. can't just, you can't just go and become a principal. There's a lot of you cannot. hoops you to jump through for that. Now, they, they could have avoided that conflict with by, by just leaving one line out. Because he is a doctor Linus, so it's possible that his doctorate is exactly. in school administration. But they tell us that his doctorate's <laughs> in European history or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah. So now, all right, never mind. He doesn't have a doctorate in school administration. So no, this this guy can't just become a principal because the principal says he'd be a good one. Like it's not that's not the way it works. Um, and then additionally, like is that for every state or is that just our state? Well, in our state, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what what it is. This is California, I assume. Probably so, right, LA. so I, I don't know Probably what it is in California, but I think it's similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I also like the relationship with Alex was just i don't know it's a little... the if your students just coming up to your house at night yeah. like, oh you were at a club today yeah <laughs> just checking in you, know, uh... you don't come early to tutor your students see and see that's what i've talked about the jealousy part of it okay the mm-hmm. fact that you don't go that extra mile wow okay i appreciate that where's, the, where's that 7 a.m <laughs> yeah. coffee driven review session well here's the other part about it so so the ben and alex stuff i thought was a little i don't know it, it, a little too cute it was it was yeah it, it was like I, first of all i've said this before like alex should not be playing a 16 year old she's clearly not 16 yeah <laughs> but uh but secondly um it's it it was it bordered on like i was i was thinking that that there was going to be an inappropriate relationship between the two of them that's what i was wondering too yeah so and and it's not like and it wasn't even it didn't even seem like they were doing or saying anything to suggest that that would happen and it didn't happen but i don't know the way they played it it was like no i totally agree i, I had the same vibes yeah i mean w- once they had the tutoring session in yeah. like the library all yeah. that went away yes yes but yes. no I, I i totally agree I but that but that tutoring session was was maybe my biggest problem with this because she says if i tell you 
then you won't say anything, will you? And he's like, no, a promise is a promise. I won't say anything. And the thing is, like, teachers are mandated reporters. Like, (laughs) if somebody tells us something that's, like, about illegal activity, uh, particularly if somebody could get hurt, like, we have to report it. Like, so when whenever a student comes to me with that type of situation, not this type of situation, but the type of situation where they say, will you promise not to tell anyone? I always say, you have to know that I'm a mandated reporter. If if you or someone else is in some danger of being hurt or there's illegal illegal activity happening, I have to report it. So Mm -hmm. do you still want to tell me this? (laughs) So. That's where, and that's where I will disagree with you as like a gripe. Cause that I get is the realistic situation of it, but that's also the human element. Like, a teacher very well can go against that, right? Kind of like a well, time pervert. But they like didn't. They up. didn't. He didn't go. Well, I guess he did go against he it. He did go against it because he didn't first, actually report. First of all, so I don't think there's way. anything like all that bad about what the principal was doing. Yeah, I don't think there's like, anything said. I mean, it's very like it's heavily frowned upon. And like, you know, sure, but right. like if it was, but these are two consenting adults. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's right. happening in the workplace, which is not appropriate. But, yeah. you know, um, if it was like the principal and a kid, then that would have been a whole That's different right. story. Yeah. But it was, you know, the principal and another consenting adult, fine, whatever. But I mean, I guess it's not fine, whatever, because he is still her boss, which that's a whole other that's layer whole other of, of power dynamic that's, that's really, really bad. But anyway, um, I don't know. I, I just didn't like that he promised her that he wouldn't say anything knowing that he definitely would. But I don't th- like that's just the character, I think, being, you know, mischievous or like Ben being plotting. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's he doesn't that's seem a whole lot realistic. Cause I, mean, I, I, I could see, you know, if a teacher's in his shoes trying to get potential dirt, because I guess they're able to replace the principal, then they, they're, you know, yeah, you know, they're just telling the student whatever they need to tell them to get that dirt. Like, that's fine or whatever. I get that they're not supposed to be doing that, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the human element, he can literally do that. He can lie and then say that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. so I don't, and I, like I say, it almost ruined it for me, but it didn't ruin it for me because the other stuff was really, really good. I really oh, yeah. liked oh, yeah, I agree. everything else. So yeah, I, th- I think, I think, that the alternate stuff is the worst part of the episode. I thought it was mm-hmm. cute and I enjoyed it still. Like I still did like it. I had fun. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had fun watching it, thinking about how I'm like, man, Mr. Sam must be hating this. I, <laughs> I was thinking like he was, he was dislike this so much. The moment I was like, I don't think he likes this at all is when they were in the break room. So the second scene, uh-huh. and like, you know, Locke inserts the idea that Ben should be principal. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like, no. I'm like, I don't the, think, I the don't one think the one good thing about that is just the, the way that Locke said the line I don't have the line right in front of me but I could probably find it really quick but he'll anyway. listen to Ben basically like he thinks he should be that he thinks he should be principal he'll listen to oh him. yeah well, here it is he says sounds like you care about the how it sounds like you care about this place and if the man in charge doesn't maybe they shouldn't be in charge or no, sorry. Maybe there should be a change. Um, which when you think about it in the context of the Island, like nobody cared about the Island more than Ben. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so you can almost hear, this is Locke saying to Ben. I'm just, so yeah, Locke saying to Dr. Linus. Thank you. You, you don't, uh, you seem to care more about this place than the person in charge. Maybe there should be a change. Meanwhile, back on the island, the man in black basically said that same thing to Ben yeah. and got him to kill Jacob. So it was like it was Ben trying to overthrow someone else uh, who was in the position above them. So anyway, the, so, so that was really cool. The, the parallels with Alex. I'm glad they had Alex. I, in, I think it was cool to have Alex. Yeah, because... When he talks about Alex later, you can see that juxtaposition where, you know, on the island, he sacrificed Alex because the island was more important to him. But he is unwilling to do that. So, he, I'm sorry, he sacrificed Alex because his power was more important to him. But on the mainland, he was unwilling to sacrifice Alex because his power was not 
as important to him as she was, which is kind of interesting because she was not his daughter off the island. Yeah. And, and, and on the, and on the island, I mean, in the episode we see, he at least says he comes to regret his decision. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he regrets it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess he's changed. Oh, anyway, he's, it's, it's a different thing, but you're right. He makes a different decision at, at a somewhat similar crossroad. Uh, and I, I did like the dynamic of the, the alternate stuff of the dilemma he gets, you know, of, well, do you out him and kind of wreck Alex or, mm-hmm. or, you know, what, you know, what's your, what's your play here? Right. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was a, it was, it was an interesting dilemma. And yeah. He's still, he's still got his history club back. So yeah, they, they found some common ground <laughs> in that um, moment. I believe, I don't think that was agreed upon. <laughs> I don't think, well, but they found some common ground. Well, see, this is the thing though, for the principal. Now, now he's just got dirt on you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now the letter's sent like at any point, Ben could just, just listen, if Ben likes being a teacher, this is an ideal situation for him now. Oh yeah. He's, he's got this dirt. Right, and as long as he can wave it around, it's, it's the issue with blackmail, right? Yeah, the person will just keep asking for more. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, right, so, well, I'm sad to see that you didn't like that as much. I, I, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you like it or if you would. Um, I guess since we're already talking about it, can I can I ask we uh about Roger? The depiction of Roger. So look at the oh, yeah. Roger now playing a much older man. Yes. But he's played a lot of age ranges. I was uh, very surprised to hear him say that he w- that they left the island. So mm-hmm. they, they had gone to the island and now the island is sunk. Whether or not they know that, who knows? But yeah, he left the Dharma initiative. Well, we know it though. So, yeah, we've so, seen it, yeah. so th- somewhere between Ben and Roger going to the island. And now the island sunk. It, it wasn't like sunk 200 years ago or something. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, sunk in the last 30 years. Assuming the Dharma Initiative was at that island. That's true. That could be, it could have been yeah. another island. But yeah, safe bet. <laughs> yeah. So, well, interesting. So the Dharma Initiative still exists in this universe and it looks like, mm-hmm. but. They left. I, I think that's just an interesting thing, you know. To note mm-hmm. I don't know if there's much to glean from it, but well, just I, to, to me, it was nice just relationship that I guess Ben cares for his father. Yeah, and his father doesn't seem to be a total jerk either. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of a couple of dads who are a little more redeemed in this alternate reality because <laughs> Locke was going to invite his father to the wedding. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So, like, hey, no more daddy issues on the, yeah. the alternate. I guess that kind of leads me to... I mean, honestly, we've talked about most of the alternates. I don't know if I even want to cover it in the recap. I think we've talked about all the <laughs> all the big things with it, if I'm being honest. Yeah, besides, no, you're... Uh, the relationship with Arnst? Let's, let's, I mean, let's talk about Arnst then. Really. I mean, Arnst is just there for comedy, right? He's there for comedy, another teacher angle. I mean, you know, the, they're frustrated as teaching staff that they're being, I guess, under-supported from... Mm-hmm. The administration, specifically the principal, uh, <laughs> he's he's apparently good with computers. Oh yeah, oh that actually bothered me. That I was, was gonna say that. Was... I don't know that. Oh yeah, he's so good with computers, he can get into any faculty's email account. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. That's terrible. <laughs> what kind of servers they got in that place? Server, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it, that that was ridiculous. But I did like that. You know, it, it was it was pretty funny. I want I want a I want a better spot. I want the one I next know. next to the maple tree, not under the maple tree, because I want to clean up the tree. Crap. Yeah, you know, it's like the ideal spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want uh, aprons yeah. <laughs> and lab equipment made in this decade. Are aprons that? How much is it for an apron? Uh, maybe I don't know, twenty five, thirty bucks. Oh, that is a lot more than I thought it was. For it depends on if you're getting like a rubber apron is probably more expensive than a, like a a vinyl crappy apron is probably. Yeah, apron. Oh, crappy apron probably like fifteen bucks. Still more than I thought. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's a he was funny, but not like 
nothing critical i agree yeah <laughs> I, I think it's really kind of funny that they've kind of shoe hammered arts into this season a couple of times that they couldn't get like michael or mr echo or anna lucia well, arts applies for this though i will give it that since he well yeah I, I guess because they said it in a school but they didn't have to set it in a school well, because they said it in a school it's gonna work because they said it in a school you ended up with four characters at the school at the same time <laughs> Who's the fourth? Oh, Alex. Yeah, Alex, I, I yeah. was like, I was like, locked that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was fully expecting the principal to be someone we knew as well, but it was not. I looked it up after. I was just making. I was like, I don't recognize the principal or anything. I, I recognized him that. from Ghostbusters. But... <laughs> I don't know if he's ever in the um, Lost. But I, don't I don't think so. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I y'all won't. I know we haven't even gone into the recap. We haven't even talked about our favorite scenes, but I'm going to yeah. consider that recap for that. So, Perfect. <laughs> I know we haven't talked about the other elements yet, but let's then go over this part before um, we go through all the other parts. So, favorite scenes is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, Talk yeah. about our favorite scenes. Okay. I think... Hmm, what's your favorite scene? Uh, Jack really shows... His faith in the island. I, I do think you dig that. See, I think you're a big man in black soccer. I think your favorite scene is the man in black visiting Ben. Okay. Digging his own grave, which we can talk about that as well. Okay. The concept of digging your own grave. <laughs> I do I do have a track record with the man in black. Um now I have I had it down to two scenes and I, I listed one for me and one for you, and then I switched them, and then I switched them back, and then I switched them again. And I Why kept can't those we have the same scene. No, I know we we could we could very well have the same scene, <laughs> but I don't know which my favorite scene is of these two. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, um, uh, you say you have a like a no? I guess position? I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I guess I know where I ended up landing. I think your favorite scene was when. Ben had a lot of uh, Ben had a lot at gunpoint. Dang it, that's your favorite scene, brother. Yeah, it might have been. Was, that is my favorite scene. That is your favorite scene. Yes, yeah. It, it was. It very well could have been my favorite scene. I ended up going with the other one, but uh, which I haven't told you yet whether you got it right. <laughs> yeah. or not. But uh, but I'm not going to. So talk. But talk to me about why you love that because I want to talk about this scene first, and then I'll tell you what my favorite scene is. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Ben Alana. This is this does not include the running part, like the the end. No, I don't care about the running. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, it it goes against at this point in your head, especially when Ben's talking to the man in black. He's you know, there's a chance for him to have a more position of power because right now he's, I mean, I don't even want to say like the runt of the group, but he's literally digging his own grave. Like Mm -hmm. it's beyond even that. He's it's like the worst position you could be in in any given group, right? If, oh, yeah. If you if you put a member of your group in this element, they're gonna mutiny against you. That's just what they're gonna do. So they, the they don't have a choice. That, exactly. <laughs> so the fact that Ben's given it a chance to mutiny, it's like, well, no duh, he's gonna take it. Like, you know, Ben, <laughs> we've seen what this guy does. This is the guy yeah. that'll play whatever he needs to to his own benefit. So like him running mm-hmm. off, him getting the gun, pointing it at um. Alana. None of that's shocking at all, right? And yep. what shocked him is the fact that he hesitated. I'm like, oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, I know. I thought she was right? just dead. Yeah. 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 Jeez, he hesitated, right? Well, yeah. I guess I guess Ben's just got a kind heart, but he's going to make his way over to the man in black after this. Well, good for Ben. I guess he's changing a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gives a super heartfelt apology. Um, yeah. Like just a, a real heartfelt apology talking about Alex, right? And how. Mm-hmm. He chose the island over her all in the name of Jacob. And it's a very biblical reference, which is why I thought I, I sure. was thinking about making this your favorite scene. No, I mean, this was one of them. I, yeah. I, I, I went back and forth between this and another one. And how, you know, he, he sacrificed so much for Jacob and he even stabbed him and he felt he didn't even care that he stabbed him. And we remember Jacob's kind of talking of it you know when ben was with him he did kind of seem almost like apathetic to right potentially stabbed by ben despite what miles can tell of him um you know that really affected ben and you know he Mm -hmm. apologized to lana and does feel as though he can relate to what she's feeling with that way with the death of his daughter alex uh 
And yeah, and that to him, the only thing that mattered, the only thing that really mattered was gone long ago, right? Before mm-hmm. Jacob for him. So he's sorry to Alana. Um, and that he will have to be leave to the man in black because why is he going? And he actually admits the reason why. Because yeah. he's the only one who will take him. That that and that is the reason why I almost picked this scene because yeah. that and giving oh. up his reason why he's going. He you know he, he's not like the Ben that we would expect is that he would just shoot Alana and leave, right? He wouldn't think right. twice. He would shoot Alana and leave. The fact he doesn't shoot Alana immediately already shocks me. But yeah. I, even I was expecting. All right, he just won't shoot Alana and he'll yeah. leave for the Men in Black. But right. Alana forgives him. Picked up her gun. Says that she'll have him and mm-hmm. he goes back so yeah but what what a great metaphor i thought i thought that was an amazing metaphor for as anything any type of retreat like when when you when you have that level of guilt and uh and shame in your life like you'll retreat into anything that you think will bring you comfort for ben that's the man in black for some people it's drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever um, and it's, it's really, this is, I thought was a really amazing metaphor. Who else would have me? Because you don't feel worthy of anything else. You put yourself in these situations that are dangerous, that they're self-destructive. Uh, you know, they're the wrong decision, but you feel unworthy of anything else. Uh, and then for someone like Alana to come along and say, I'll have you like, that is a really beautiful uh, idea that even, even at your worst, you can still find good in people and you can still find people to value you, which I, I thought was great. That, that that was why I almost picked this scene. And I might still now that I'm talking about it. Wow. <laughs> What's this other scene? I, I've got to know. Before, before we say it, I'll say some other can, potential candidates. Okay. Right. Yeah. Albert and Jack in the Black Rock. I think that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh and I did put Ben confronting Reynolds, but I, I, I didn't end up picking that, and I didn't think you would pick that. <laughs> given... <laughs> I did not pick that one. Um, I also like I, I, it's close to Alpert and Jack, but it's right before that. It's when Hurley's still there. It's not after they light the dynamite. It's Richard's Hurley desper- asking Alpert. It's it, well, kind of. It's it's Richard's desperation and an explanation a little bit about why he is the way he is and he can't kill himself. You know, he he's he's in the black rock looking around. Well, so I don't know seeing that whole that's my there. favorite scene. God, this is my favorite this is my rock, favorite scene. In the black rock before Jack lights the dynamite. Is that all that's all the same scene. Right? Oh well yeah, if you want to count Jack lighting the dynamite, yeah fine. There was a commercial break in between. That's why I split them up. Oh okay. So <laughs> but if you want to count them all as the same, it's even better. I, that was I definitely my favorite my, scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mind. Like, I didn't mind. Like, I'm okay. considered, I count, I considered it all, whether it really uh, is or not. So, I don't know if you got this out of it or not. This is something that I, I, I feel like I don't know. Think we'll ever get an answer to this, but when he took them to the Black Rock, he knew about the Black Rock. He knew where it was. He's been on the ship before, and he's like examining the chains. I think he was. That was a slaving ship, and I think he was one of the slaves. Oh, this seems like a prediction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we'll ever even get a, a resolution on that, but uh, that's what I got out of it. You can we can part, mark it down as a prediction, but you that's just kind of my sure. That's just my headcanon right. right now. Is just like <laughs> Elpert was a slave oh, on that ship, and wait for wait for an alternate universe for this. But he was a slave on that ship, and Jacob uh, kind of, I don't know if Jacob rescued him, but the ship crashed on the island, and maybe he was one of the only ones, if not the only one left alive, and, and Jacob you know, touched him and g- gave him this gift. But I love, I love the concept of a gift being a curse. Uh, and it's clearly with right. Albert, uh, his agelessness, would certainly be a curse. I feel like we've talked about this on Show Hoppers. I this is basically almost right. Like uh, well, I don't think they cop well. It's like took everlasting, it's right? Like, yeah, you know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, the, with uh, so oh, we talked about it on The Last of Us because uh, there's a character who is kind of oh. immune to, immune to the illness and and therefore ends up having to watch a lot of people around them 
die uh, of the there's illness. Big, there's a big difference between that and this, though, which is there is the person could still obviously die by other means. But this, yes. I mean, I seems by Albert's account, he cannot kill himself. Right. Right. So it and is we, just like Tuck Everlasting. Yeah. Like yeah. So he, he's not going to die. He's going to watch anybody he gets close to. He's going to watch them die unless, you know, some weird freak of nature happens but he doesn't get old he doesn't age um and i i just love it not, not this specifically but the idea of a gift also being a curse because a lot of people are good at things that they don't love doing it's saeed in the previous episode you know it's it, his gift is his ability to detach and do the violent thing that most people can't do but it's a curse because people keep asking him to do it and he doesn't want to do it. He wants to be a better person. So, uh, I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know. This is probably not the, the venue to bring this up, but, and I don't think you've even seen it, but it's kind of the point of the movie Encanto. <laughs> so, uh, it's a, a Disney animated yeah. musical, but anyway, uh, the, the thesis of that movie is you are more than your gifts. You are more than your abilities. Um, like the, you, you, you are the gift, not the power or the, you know, the, the ability that you have. Yeah, the right. You can do aren't you, you are right. Yeah. So, um, I, I so I love that concept and I kind of look for it in entertainment anyway. So when, when he says, you know, this it's, it's, when Jacob touches you, it's a gift, but really it's a curse. I was thinking, oh wow, that is really pretty, pretty deep and pretty heart, heart crushing. Um, but he also is asking. Jack, I found it very interesting. He's asking Jack to kill him and jack doesn't hesitate he's like all right, all right if he wants to die i'll do it <laughs> you know, and, and he's a doctor and he and he's, and he's he's very willing to do this um of course we kind of come to understand why because he knows it's not going to happen but um uh, but he spent uh and, and this is the other thing that i really love about this it's a scene. big cry i sorry to interrupt you yeah, sorry. when you think back to the marshal in early season oh one, yeah with jack not i mean very good point. Basically hopeless. See, mm -hmm. I mean, he did die after Sawyer mm -hmm. finished him off. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, this is a big far cry from him doing whatever it took to try to keep him alive. Yeah, exactly. But um, most of all, the scene is Richard's crisis of faith. And I, I love portrayals of a crisis of faith. Oh. I mean, so, too, it's the crux of faith and like the galvanizing of a faith, right? Right. <laughs> sides of right. Jack having so much faith, yeah, he'll light this dynamite and he knows he won't die. Yes, exactly. I mean, this is, but this is it's why so I, galvanizing that it almost kind of reinvigorates <laughs> Jacob or not Jacob Richards. Alberts. Yeah. yeah. Richards. Well, I think I think Richard is now like cautiously optimistic. Like he, he's yeah. he's skeptical, but he's willing to give it a shot because he's willing to follow Jack now. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really hard to give this stuff up. Like, it is really, really hard to have the crisis of faith. And then when just the, the merest shred of hope comes along, you really want to grasp at it. Like, because it's been such a big part of you for so long. You know, he says he spent his, his life. Yeah, he said, yeah, more than a lifetime. Exactly. So he spent his entire life devoted to Jacob who told him everything was happening for a reason, which we've had this conversation on the last of us too, about the, the kind of cult leader character from that, from that series says to one of the other characters, everything happens for a reason. And I told you, as soon as he said that I knew I was like, Oh, I know who you are. You're a scum. Who's uh, just, uh, everything's happens for a reason. Yeah. The reason is to serve you. That's, that's what's happening here. Um, and so when Jacob, I'm sorry, when Richard identifies this, that Jacob was telling him everything happens for a reason, it's all part of some plan and that he'd share it with him when the time is right. And now he's dead and he can't do it. He can't share the plan. And in and, and likelihood, there was no plan. Now, and with Jacob, where Jacob is concerned, there probably was. But the point is, like, when you have this crisis of faith, you've, in order to have faith to begin with, you have to almost buy into that concept of everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and that it's all part of some plan. That's, it's such a cornerstone of most faith that, but, I mean, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't think you do either. Mm -hmm. um, and so for, for to hear Richard articulate that, that 
this was really infuriating because he was all in on this for so long and then to have it not come to fruition and feel like there was no plan uh just it broke him it, bro- it, it broke him um anyway jack does light the dynamite and you know it's 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 about to blow up but he refuses to believe he tells him about the lighthouse and he refuses to believe that he was brought here to blow up and uh richard seeing that that faith that jack has and seeing it pay off and it could have been coincidence who knows it could have been it could could have been coincidence you know that's the mr echo line it's dangerous to mistake fate for coincidence and and it could have just been that stick was faulty or the fuse didn't work right there uh and but richard doesn't need any more than this this is enough yeah, for him to jump back on. Second stick, right? Yeah, he, he want to try another stick. Yeah. So, um, like, but he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to see anymore. He doesn't need any more proof. He wants to believe. He's, he's spent his whole life believing. Uh, and even though he's having this crisis of faith, this is the, the one sliver of hope that it takes to get him right back on the bandwagon and rara jacob you know so uh yeah i i love this scene this is great i mean yeah that was on my short list of potential favorite scenes i yeah i think it was an incredible scene especially um especially just for albert's character to be honest because albert ah he's kind of a plot device character yeah he has been he's not yeah you don't really get to know him that well i mean a bit when they were jumping through time, I would say he got more interesting because he's almost, he felt like almost like a constant. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not Desmond's episode. No, it's God. Uh, <laughs> just a, like, like a person who was looked the same and kind of always acted the same and maybe didn't have all the same memories, but he, you know, he, he's around. Mm-hmm. He's given compasses to shot lock and so on and so forth and mm-hmm. doing things. So seeing him have a crisis of faith and seeing him be more. Seeing Albert be confused really humanizes him because normally he's a person that's kind of in the know. And that's a thing we're seeing more and more, I think, in Lost with this mm-hmm. season. It's just like there's not like that mystique of how like all the others kind of know everything and they're like this and Ben knows everything and you know right. Juliet has a lot of information and Albert knows all this stuff. And now it's kind of like now things just they they don't know as much. Yeah, every, what we know now, like it's now. it's a much more even footing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So and, and that changes the dynamic, and I th- I agree. This this has a lot to do with them. I think making Elper a better character to both relate to and root for. I think it mm-hmm. makes you root for him more than you don't root for him. I oh, absolutely. I yeah. I like. I, I'm. I like Richard Albert much more because of this episode that I have in the rest of the season. So. I agree. I totally agree. I'm not saying I wouldn't root for Albert. Series. I, would I be mean, different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would be indifferent to Albert. Right. Right. Exactly. Now I, you know, I, I kind of want him to succeed. I, I want to. I want him to. Well, let's see what his purpose is, or if there's a planner. Yeah. So I, I root for Albert now. Um, and, but we're definitely seeing like two sides for him, right? Like, you know, oh, yeah. men in black side, we're seeing kind of whether Jacob is dead, all right, but perhaps the remnants here. So, I mean, we're definitely starting to see a divide, this this team dynamic, and uh, it's very interesting. What I'll say about the Elbert stuff, because I also don't think we're going to be rap- recapping this, because this Black Rock, Black Rock <laughs> stuff is really the meat and potatoes of the, the, yeah, the, it is. the thing. It's just... um. Jack Hurley. Well, first it was Jack and Hurley walking, and mm-hmm. Hurley trying to slow Jack down of heading back to the temple. Mm-hmm. Run into Albert. He lies, brings him to the Black Rock, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of get all the Black Rock events. And we can't go back to the temple. They're all dead there, as far as Albert knows. So yeah. let's go back to the beach. And, you know, we'll see that. Yeah, but, you know, I do. I really love the idea, of the possibility that he was. A slave on this ship uh, and and saved by Jacob. So I, I that, that's your head cannon. That is my head cannon. I I, I, I I agree. I think it's nice. Yeah. I, if 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 that's if that's the way it is, I mean, that adds such a nice layer to all of this that 
that this is he knows the power what kind of power jacob has because he witnessed it but he's been alive for so long now that it it loses its shine after a while i i like to imagine that alper does actually age he just follows a very reg like a regimented uh Whatever it is, whether diet or routine to keep himself looking the way he does. <laughs> like Alper in like the fifties was like twenty and this is Alper. Uh, <laughs> what would it be? Seventies. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it's, he it's, back, it's, he's it's like lotions. Face cream. Yeah, he's got like, yeah. like pinching skin, he's like doing all this stuff. <laughs> it's he just like, really yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got uh was it mascara? Yeah. Oh yeah, eyeliner. Eyeliner, sorry. Yeah. I talked about that, right? With Nestor yeah. Car- Carbonell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how he looks like he always has. Yeah. Eyeliner. Yeah. I do really like Nestor Carbonell too. It, like he's he's good. I, I I really enjoyed him in Bates Motel and I'm really enjoying him in Lost, so. No. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, we haven't really talked about the main storyline, but I kind of want to cover that more in the recap because that is yeah. the meat and potatoes of the episode. So Yeah, we can get into the recap if you want. Well, Michelle, we start off uh, the main storyline with Ben meeting up with Team Footloose. Okay, and yeah, kind of they gotta talk Team about oh, it's, their, it's their team name now. I like it. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, he discusses about Saeed's evilness and why he's not going to be with them here. Yeah. And that the temple is totally unsafe, so they're going to also go to that OG Survivor Beach that we <laughs> know and love. You know the Flight Eight Fifteen uh, wreck site. So they go on. They a little disappointed there. that nobody suggested the orchid, but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, orchid, orchid. <laughs> We're all about. The, well, I mean, Ben makes the good reason of they'll have the water at their backs. Yeah, I, you know. I give them a lot of credit because usually they don't have a reason for going back to the beach. They I, just say, yeah. let's go to the beach. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he gave them a reason, so I respect it. So they're on their way, and Ben's kind of recalling what happened inside the, the Mighty Foot. And yeah, yeah, the Man in Black, he killed all your guys, Alana. Oh, and, and Jacob. Yeah, I forgot. And Jacob. And this, you know, this causes Alana to have Miles use his powers on Jacob's ashes. And he confirms that Ben killed him. So uh, <laughs> Ben is so shocked to hear this information, which, by the way, just kind of plays into like you're listening. Because, sorry, the last few episodes that Ben has lied about what happened to Jacob. Here mm-hmm. he's lying. It's kind of just showing you, hey, okay, Ben's kind of back in his old ways, right? He's just, right. You know, doing what he asks. He's like, he'll lie. He'll do whatever. Yeah, even in, even in the school, in the school, yeah. he's lying. Yeah. I, I, I promise, I won't tell. Promise is a promise. I won't tell anybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's actually shocked. He's he's oh, me, never. And Alana notes that Jacob was the closest thing she had to a father, mm-hmm. and they carry on. So it's a very threatening line, yeah. and they go on. So they make it to the beach the next day. Um, yeah, they start kind of getting ready in the area. People are building shelters, so on and so forth. Alana gives Ben the silent treatment and he further tries to undermine like Miles. Like, ah, yeah, psychics. <laughs> Crazy, am I right? <laughs> uh, we, we have a bit of a discussion between Sun and Alana about looking for Jin. Mm-hmm. Um, Alana doesn't know where Jin is, but would also like to find the other Quan. Hey, whichever. nobody, nobody wants to find Jin more than Alana. <laughs> not, even, not even son. Not even son. I gotta find that the other a, Quan. That's a gutsy thing to say to his wife. I gotta find the other Quan. <laughs> and she kind of lays it out. You got one of you is a potential candidate to replace Jacob. A Quan is. And there are you know, six left. You know what I just remembered is that Son and Jin have a baby that's not with them. Nope. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, ben. Uh, looks through this library, finds an old water bottle. I don't know why I mentioned that part. <laughs> uh, Frank. Oh, yeah. We learned from Frank he was supposed to be on flight. He's supposed to fly Flight 815. But didn't we already flying. know that, though? Did we? Yeah, I thought that's like, the first time we ever you're saw Frank. Right. You're right. Yeah. We did already know that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We did already know that. Um. Whatever, the island still got him. But Alana comes and puts Ben at gunpoint 
and takes him for a bit of a walk, ties up his you know ankle to restraint, and uh, has him do the stereotypical dig your own grave. <laughs> now I've got what would you do? Look, so he starts digging, and I think he digs way better than you would dig in this situation. I'd be like, after that, I'm not digging my own grave. See, you want to kill me? You're digging my grave. See, that's that's how I feel. Like that's how I like to think I would act. Yeah, but, but it's I a stall like, tactic. Yeah, exactly. To dig your grave means because if I go, I ain't digging this grave. Well, then they'll just kill me if they planned on killing me, right? Yeah. But if I, at least if I dig my grave, I, I you know, I could be. Alive you you hope that they're it's just like trying to scare you. It's like a win-win. Yeah, really, to dig your own grave. It the, probably is. is. Yeah, yeah. Because because you they get a dug grave, I get to live a little longer. I think that's a win-win. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to spend my last moments digging my own grave, but I, I think that, that he, he, but he, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> how spiteful you are. <laughs> but, but here's, here's what I will say is that in the back of my mind, I probably would do the digging because in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking they're not really going to kill me. They're just trying to scare me by making me d- d- dig this grave. This is not, they're not going to actually use do, this. Do you think you could dig a grave so incompetently they wouldn't kill you? Like you, you start to get it so wide. <laughs> I would love to see someone forced to dig their own grave, and they like start to get like a like a twenty by twenty stretch of land. They're like, no, I need this. I need this big grave. That'd be pretty funny. They want a grandiose grave. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I would I would probably do it because I would hope that in the meantime I come up with a plan to escape. So yeah, much like that so, does. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got some help here, but <laughs> I, I just want to help. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I want to backtrack just a little bit because um, Alana mentions that there are six candidates. So uh, I don't know if she's counting Sun and Jin as one or two candidates, but we know Jack, we know Hurley, we know Saeed, Sawyer, I guess Locke was one. Locke was a name, yeah. And, uh, and, and Quan. And the Quan. Yeah, Quan was a name. So uh, those are the six, right? Mm-hmm. But she says uh, when she said. Well, what was it? I think Sun said how many are there are left, and she said six. But she knows Locke is dead, and yeah, and, <laughs> and I think she can safely assume that Saeed is no longer a candidate as well. And and well, she doesn't know about Sawyer, I suppose. But um, well, why isn't Saeed still a candidate? Why isn't he? The, yeah, why can't he still be? It a seems candidate? like he's gone over to the dark side here, right? Well, but, well maybe he's still a candidate. Okay, maybe. Who knows? Regardless, there should only be five, unless she's yeah. counting Sun and Quan as, as two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no. So. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to the grave digging, which I think is very interesting. <laughs> and I think, I think there's... I, I, I should think... I think I should come up with an optimal... What I think would be an optimal strategy for day, grave digging. Have I told you what my optimal strategy would be if I ever got mugged? I thought I thought so. I thought you did get mugged. <laughs> no, well, I. Oh, that's a whole different. Thing. You almost, almost got mugged. Got, listen, listen, listen. The optimal strategy, which I did not do, and I thought I was almost about to get mugged, is because I thought about this afterward. Is if you ever get mugged and someone tells you to empty your pockets, don't I don't actually do this. By the way, I don't like. I'm not. I'm not endorsing this. Oh, okay. So I don't want to be liable for anyone. You know, you should just comply. But. If you if I pick up my phone in my wallet, probably the two most valuable things in my pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, they mug me. I take them out of my pocket. I just throw them in different directions. Ah, just chuck them. Just chuck them. Just just, just two two different directions. So hopefully in a bush if you can, because the mugger just kind of wants to do it quickly. the The downside of doing this is you might anger your mugger. Yes, <laughs> that might not be a good thing, but. You might inconvenience them to the point where they might not even take one of your objects and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's optimal, but you know, we'll see. Could be. Feel it out, listeners. Feel free to think about that one. Feel free to <laughs> workshop it. Anyway, that aside, back back to the digging. Ben's digging, and okay, he's digging all right. Yeah, I. I I would be pleased with that digging if I was Alana. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles comes to try to get him some food. He seems very unsympathetic to Benson's plight. I mm-hmm. mean, he does try to give him food, but he's like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> and hope you like green beans and bananas. Yeah. 
Ben tries to offer. So he's doing the Ben scheming thing again, right? He's, you want the 3.2 million? Help me. <laughs> and I got connections. I can get you that money. So yeah. again, Ben's doing the scheming thing. Yeah, he is. But Miles doesn't need it. And this is really cool, right? Ah, yeah. Hello, Nikki over there. They sung like canaries. They got 8 million in diamonds in their graves. I, it didn't occur to me at the time, but now I realize that he was listening to them. They, they were telling yeah. him that. And yeah. oh, he yeah. said they were buried alive, which yeah. is really interesting because they would have told them that, too, because yeah. nobody else knew that. Yeah, they, would say, yeah they, they were alive while they were getting buried. So, yeah, that's totally yeah. exactly. So, really cool. I do love that. Like, because Paolo and Nikki are not very, like, I mean, despite you using their thing in the intro. Not very big characters at all. No. <laughs> they are they are not at all big characters. Arguably kind of useless. I mean, I would say I would actually say they're a useless storyline. <laughs> but it's cute. It's nice. Yeah, I like to tie back in that. Well, they were kind of a useless storyline. It's yeah. It's nice to tie back in. So yeah. Uh. So yeah, we get that a little later. See that Miles. It looks like did a bit of grave robbing <laughs> off camera. Yeah. At the end of the episode, we will see he does have some diamonds. So. Yes, he does. Looks like he got his payday. We'll see if he can get off the silence. Another thing. But Ben's outraged that Miles is just standing by. Uh, but Miles tells him that Jacob, in Jacob's dying moments that Miles can tell, he was wishing he was wrong about Ben until his demise. He was wishing he was wrong about Ben. That's a tough thing for Ben to hear. So, I, I, well, I question, do you think Jacob or the man in black are yeah, is it clairvoyance? They can tell the future. Do you think they can tell the future? Mm, no. Okay. No, I I mean, I think they they have an idea about how they want the future to go and they kind yeah. of nudge things in that direction. But I don't think I don't think when okay, when they're not says, Dr. Strange this. Right. When when he says that he, Jacob was wishing he was wrong about Ben. I don't think he was thinking, I, w- I hope I'm wrong that Ben's coming to kill me. Uh, I think he was more thinking that I hope I'm wrong because Ben seems to be losing his faith in me. I hope I'm wrong about that. Well, I, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was crazy. Like, Jacob, like, perhaps he knows Ben will lose his faith in me, but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. That, like, if he has that level. But, yeah. So you don't think they have that level of clairvoyance where they, they, like, Jacob didn't know he was going to die. Or maybe he thought he was going to die, but he didn't have, like, certainty or anything like that. He doesn't... He can't tell the future with absolute certainty. I don't know. Maybe he can. Maybe... Maybe... maybe I'm putting him on the table as well, if you want. It would be a lot more biblical if they could. So, yeah, I guess probably they can. <laughs> Some Billy flip flop there. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, also, as we go on, we'll get more information and stuff to reanalyze. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, doing a great job of digging, I might add. <laughs> so, <laughs> gets a little visit from uh, the man in black, and he gives him some advice, right? He says, you know, he's gathering a group. He needs someone, you know, to help leave the island. He needs someone to be in charge for when he leaves, aka Ben. So, hey, meet me at Hydra Island. There's a gun in the jungle. You can go grab that first. Shoot Alana. Don't hesitate. And we see the result of that. That was my favorite scene. I already went over that. Mm-hmm. But after him and Alana kind of make up, for the lack of a better word, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. come, you know, they set aside their differences. They see uh, a common ground. They both return back to the beach. Ben helps out Sun with the tarp. My question to you is, Mr. Sal, do you think Ben is actually changed? Yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's see that. He's found found some redemption. He's still gonna lie and cheat at some point, but but I, core, I think yeah, I like think in is... the moment he feels changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, no fair. So you know we see we see a montage of some characters, and we see Jack Hurley Elper arrive to the beach as they like set out the classic show. lost reunion. Yeah, you got you gotta love the heartwarming montage of the reunions, right? You got <laughs> the music the and the, it's always yeah. coming from that side of the beach. And like yeah. Yeah, you gotta love the reunion. There's not gonna be many more, Mr. Sal. I know. You gotta you gotta soak them in. Take them while you can get them. And Ben's a bit of the odd duck. I Definitely will say seems this reunion, it. I was really hoping that like Alpert and Ben would have like some interaction. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, that means they obviously have a way more extensive past. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. That, that, I, I was really hoping for that. But the really big ending to this episode is the very last scene of <laughs> a submarine <laughs> pops up and sees what goes on in this reunion at the beach and an officer reports directly to the person sitting next to him Charles Widmore that there That's are right. people on the beach should they do anything else? no we will proceed as planned mm-hmm. now I know you're and I'll this for the reminder to the listeners that Jacob at least told Jack and Hurley whether that was what whether that was what they were really set out to do, you know. But told I shouldn't say Jack and Hurley, told Hurley to go to the lighthouse to help, you know, guide a visitor here. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you is what because well there's there's a few elements of the question, right? As to whether Jacob really even cared for whether a visitor was coming or not, or whether he was just sending them there to Jack to see how important he was, which I mean, he did want Jack to see how important it was, but was there actually basically was there actually a visitor he's referring to that he wants to come to the island? And if so, is this the visitor? Right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. This was the visitor that he wanted. Okay, but so they, he didn't, did, okay. they didn't do anything with the lighthouse, though. No, they, but the 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 context for what Jacob told Hurley to do was to go to the lighthouse, set it to 108 for a visitor. I think Jacob wants Widmore at the island, yes. Okay, okay. So, because the question is kind of twofold in the sense that I guess it is still regardless of whether the lighthouse is useful or not, but does Jacob... Okay, so yeah. Do you want me to mark that down as a prediction? You can mark that down if you want. Because right. I have another prediction regarding Widmore. Okay, so... Uh, Jacob wants Widmore at island. Okay, what, what's your uh, other, other, other prediction? So my other prediction with, uh, regarding Charles Woodmore is that Woodmore will end up uh, cooperating with Ben and company as opposed to that he, they will, he will not be opposed to them. He will end up working with them. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, so I guess before we keep get too much more into predictions, do I, to... I don't have any other ones, so... Well, we'll, we'll recap some of your other ones. But before okay. we do that, Mr. Sal, do you want to check the time? I would love to check the time because it's a great time. It's TV time. Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. Ain't no time like a TV time. So the question then goes, what do the people rank this episode? I think people loved this episode. I think they gave it a five. Well? Oh... They they did, but not by as much as you would think. Forty nine percent. If you asked me beforehand, I would have said that exactly. Oh, okay. Forty nine percent versus versus forty five percent that said four. Well, these are all going to be razor close. There now the character rating. I think all across the board for you and the people, Ben. Yeah, and I think you, Ben, as well. Yeah, you got me right. Yes, and me too. Yes, and I, the people. I, also, Ben, eighty-eight percent. Okay, I think that's all fair. I mean, can I, at curiosity's sake, second place? Second place. What? What about? Do you want to just know, or you want to guess? Oh, gee, I really don't know. Hurley? No, Hurley's way down there. Actually, he's one, two, three, four, five. I don't know if they will say Jack or Richard. Jack is two percent and fourth place. Richard is four percent and third place, but. I guess tied for second because there's somebody else who's got four percent. Who's this other person? Who's this Alex? Mysterious? Would not have expected that. I, no. I can see why I guess people were like, "Oh, Alex." But, yeah. Nah. yeah. I'll exactly. see what I'll say about Alex. And maybe this is me just misremembering Alex's character. And there was a bit of doubt with them. Who is uh, Alex's like uh, boyfriend? Carl. Carl. Yeah, that whole dynamic was all right. But besides that, Alex's kind of whole character was. She's Ben's daughter and mm-hmm. Rousseau's daughter. Yeah. Not much there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah. Yeah. At TV time, I mean, I think it was very clearly Ben. So, yeah. Definitely. It is. I mean, I loved Alpert's performance in that one scene, but it really was only one scene. So, I agree. No, I agree. I don't think you could ever give it to Alpert. It was just Ben. Just, <laughs> I mean, all the stuff on the island was really good. And then, even if you don't, I mean, because I know you don't like the, um, 
alternate stuff. There's there's things to glean from it that are still that are still cool for Ben's character. Yeah, I, I agree. So, uh, okay, well, let's get to the predictions then. Uh, well, more or less, me kind of restating your previous predictions, and let's yes. see what you got right and wrong. So, last week for this episode, you predicted Sudden Engine will reunite episode seven, aka this one. You've got that wrong. I meant episode eight. Episode eight. Okay, so we're parlaying that again. <laughs> of course we are until it happens because it's going to eventually happen. <laughs> okay, we're parlaying that. Okay. Uh, Ben will meet up with Jack and Hurley next episode. That came to be true. Yes. Although, just barely. Yeah, just just at the end. Jack and Hurley will do something heroic, opposite of Saeed, Claire, and Man in Black next episode. Eh. I I mean I th- I think Jack does something heroic here that is definitely opposed to the Man in Black. Yeah, I mean he he helps Richard out with his crisis of faith. Yeah, I'll I'll give you a question mark. <laughs> A question mark. I I can live with a question mark. Yes. It's not. I I I would agree. Maybe it's not totally. I cause it's kind of up to interpretation. The issue. The issue is that you put the clause of next episode, but I think it's. I think it's kind of open to interpretation as to hmm. whether it's heroic or not. I would say. Well, I say opposite. I mean, it's opposite of Saeed, Claire, Man in Black. Well, whatever. I'm I'm leaving that as question mark. Long-standing predictions. Okay. Saeed's affection status. <laughs> Which I think, uh, well, 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 oh uh, yeah, I mean, no new information, no new information on that. Okay, we call the alternate. Jack will do surgery on Locke unsuccessfully in the alternate. Yeah, yeah. Last will be worse in the alternate. We'll see the getting coffee or going Dutch thing in some way or form. Juliet mentioned before she died. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimi is Mister Pike's business partner and supposed to be the watch recipient. Mister Pike sent Jin as someone to die, similar to Dogen sending Saeed. Uh, to the man in black. Uh, predictions you made this episode, the three. Alpert was a slave on the Black Rock and crash-landed. Jacob saved him, perhaps. Widmore and uh, will end up cooperating with Ben and Co. And Jacob wants Widmore at the island. So, we'll have to see how those predictions pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can I maybe evaluate a little bit of do we think their life is better or worse off the island? Well, so right now, it definitely goes on a per character basis, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's recap and look through them real quick. Kate. Kate goes on the run and helps out Claire. So you kind of lump Claire and Kate a bit together because Claire is very present mm-hmm. in Kate's mm-hmm. alternate stuff. I would say. Claire seems better off the island, but Kate seems better on the island. I think Kate, I, I agree with Claire. Kate, I think the, I, I agree with you, but I think Kate's a very close call. That is a close call, but she is on the run from the law. So, Locke. So, Locke, I'm also torn on because I, while he's, he, he's he dead, <laughs> yeah, he's literally dead after going on the island, but he did feel very fulfilled while he was on the island. Yeah. Um, because you know, he, he does seem like you know upset by his status and stuff, but he's with Helen. That's true. Yeah, he's probably better off off the island. Jack um, has a son from a previous you know relationship of some sort. I don't know. Jack seems much better off on the island to me than off the island. I, I would disagree with you. Really? I mean, I, I mean, guess he, he holds he, a he, job he's... and he has a son. I mean, well, he doesn't have the best relationship with his son. We see him yeah. kind of. Yeah, I mean, closer with the sun, but it's definitely yeah. he's going in a better direction. He's trending up. Yeah, maybe he's, he's, he's trending he's, upwards. He's yeah, he's he's divorced. He just lost his father. He literally lost his father. Mm-hmm. He's he's on the rocks with his son, reconciling. I guess trending upwards, but but on the island, he's like a candidate. He's taking this job very seriously. The father thing, I think, is an unfair comparison, just because it's more recent. Because we're seeing it right after they got off the A fifteen flight. Yeah. You know, I don't think the the father part's a fair comparison, but the candidate is the idea that you know he's this special thing. I mean, Jack's got the. I think 
that I think that's fair. I, I think that's actually maybe even like for Locke as well. It's a good um. Well, but Locke's dead. If, if Locke yeah. were still alive, I'd definitely say he's better off on the island. But you're right. But but Jack, like, he's got the savior complex, and here's his opportunity. He can be the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I think Jack's better off on the island. All right. Hur- Hurley as well. I think Hurley's better off on the island. Well, I haven't even seen Hurley stuff. Hurley's well, the luckiest he's, guy. He's the luckiest guy, apparently. Oh, you're right. Never mind. Out, Never mind. That's him. right. He's this isn't this is the alternate reality, not yeah. a mental institution. He's the luckiest guy alive yet. Never mind. <laughs> so he might he might be loving. Oh uh, yeah. Never mind. No, Sun and Jin is tough call because they're on the rocks. Jin's in a freezer. Uh so th- that's a tough call because they're separated on the island. Mm-hmm. But they want, but Sun wants to be separated off the island. <laughs> so presumably, I guess we don't really know that. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to wait and yeah. see for that as as we get more on that information. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode at Saeed. Mm-hmm. What would you take at us? Mm. Saeed, uh, yeah, boy, that's really tough. Uh, I mean, he's living a special kind of torture off the island with his the love of his life married to his brother. Um, well, the same, but thing. then on the island, everybody like this, this Dogen guy keeps trying to kill him. Uh, <laughs> and now he's killed. And now he, oh, and yeah, but I feel like he's. Man he, it seems now. like he feels like he has some purpose now. So I think he's Should probably better off on the island. You seem very pro-island here. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe this is confirmation bias. Yeah, so it probably fair. is confirmation bias. And then Ben. So the only I I would say Ben's better off on the island, right? They even kind of reference it in his alternate. Yeah, but he, he was just but, digging his own grave, though. Like, digging <laughs> his own grave. He's yeah. lost his daughter. He's, he's lost his faith. Daughter. He lost his yeah, power. He, he like I, I listen. Look, season one, season two, season three, Ben, like you could yeah. definitely say, oh, yeah, this guy's killing it on the island. Yeah. But, you know, Ben, ben has not been that Ben for a while now. So. Uh, the peak's not as high, but the, the Nadir's not as Nadiri. I don't know. The Nadir might be more Nadiri because, like, he's, he's he lost his daughter. He's oh, no. I'm, so, I'm, his father. I'm talking about off the island. Off the island, oh, the peak's the peak's not as uh, high. I got you. Okay. But yeah, the, gotcha. but the, the yeah. pit is more not as deep either. Yeah, so, yes, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. More like a more of like a temperate life. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, all right. Well, okay. So I, I won't say your predictions. No, nah, it's come true at all. But yeah. there's obviously time. I mean, yeah. we've got we've got plenty of time here. So we'll have to see where that goes. So my question to you then is: next week's episode is titled mm-hmm. Recon. Yeah. But whose episode? Do you think oh, I think I know this because I read the description so i think it's i think it's sawyer's it is sawyer's okay uh, uh, but right. to be fair before i read the description i was like you know what i think we haven't seen sawyer in a couple episodes i think we gotta have a sawyer episode coming up so it was it, not that i can prove that but that is what i was thinking before not I read the description. No, we, we haven't seen him in a hot yeah. seen last episode this episode yeah no it's definitely the fair thing to feel so okay well mm-hmm recon next week's episode stay tuned for listeners in the meantime check out our back catalog maybe check out something like ozark maybe the leftovers if you want something else from lindelof uh sharing the podcast helps us grow five-star reviews always appreciated if you want to reach out show operas podcast at gmail.com thank you for listening we'll be back next week with uh, season six episode eight recon you want to try another stick Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.